Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashford? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane, Henry. It's Season 5, Episode 2, and like a TV show, we're going to be really, you know, consistent with episode numbering now. Mm. None of that. We're not defining ourselves by the suburb or the topic of the episode. It's, it's Season 5, Episode 2. That's what we're up to. Let's go what I've seen them do on American television when I've been in America, which is yeah. they, they're weirdly committed to being like, say it's American Dad Season 9. All the yeah. marketing is like American Dad 9. Really? Like it's a film. You see it with Stranger Things as well. Oh, it's like Stranger weird. Things yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Stranger the, Things 4. Which I thought was a throw because they are uh, very palpably trying Past, to yeah. mimic films of that era, which is- but Really? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, every, it's like- What? Um, <laughs> Man, it's I have like, not noticed that. Be, don't, don't mess with the bee in Apartment 23 or whatever that show was called. <laughs> yeah. Three. Yeah. Which is, the, <laughs> which is the 23rd season of Don't Mess With The Bee in Apartment. Yeah. Which is the uh, name of the original show. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it's just the 11th season of a TV show with very short episodes. No, the show's called Ocean. Very, yeah. yeah. The show, Ocean is, uh, show's always been stuff. called Ocean. Uh, well, uh, if we follow that, you're listening to Unpacking Brisbane 5. You're listening to Unpacking Brisbane <laughs> I 5. I like it. And like Game of Thrones, we intend on season 5 being where it gets a little bit shit. Yeah, before picking up again in 6... Uh, didn't even, sorry, really. launch straight in. Uh, Joe Dwyer, friend, brother. Yep. Uh, companion to peculiar yet lovable children. Very good to see you. <laughs> What's that a reference to? I think E.T., but I forgot to mention extraterrestrial uh, friend. Uh, alien, yeah, I should yeah. Have, I think, yeah. No, I'm... Yes, yes. So, You're I'm an E.T. You're an extraterrestrial companion yes. to some peculiar yes. yet lovable children. Is what I yes, one of one of whom is Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. who was addicted to drinking alcohol at like age eight. Age eight. Where did yes. you get it? I like yes. the idea of when Drew Barrymore yeah, was true. Where do you get it? addicted to <laughs> drinking at that she age. She just looked really old. She was like, Oh, I, I just get my twelve year old brother to get it for me. Because <laughs> in the Barrymore family that but has that's he what passes. Yeah. Yeah. She exactly. just she just wanted six uh, cruises for the head of the river party uh, <laughs> after the the ET host, which uh, <laughs> then they yeah didn't go after to ET well. flew to the moon or yeah you know, I don't really remember the we film. never got a second uh, ET Henry- did we anyway uh, let's uh, we're unpacking Gordon Park today the the jewel of mm. the North Side mm. uh, a very small jewel or as some would say a suburb I've never heard of and that must be tiny and almost non-existent and you'd be essentially right Gordon Park is what happens Henry. When Rosalie wins the battle mm. to be a suburb, mm. when St. John's Wood, when Dorrington, when they win the battle to be suburbs and not be part of Paddington or Ashgrove, you get a place like Gordon Park. Mm. But but I really look forward to unpacking it uh, and, and, and being critical. I'm yeah. not going to let Gordon Park get away with it today. We're going to ask, the suburb might be small, but we're going to ask the big yeah. questions. 
I. Oh, that's great. Why is it so tiny? Yes. Yes. Are they are they hiding something? Because you know what else is tiny? A bag of meth. Tiny mm. doesn't always mean good. Sorry, Thumbelina. You know tiny. A COVID nineteen virus fragment. Right. Very small. That was tiny at the beginning, and then look what happened. We all have to respect nurses of- all the time. <laughs> we all have to have to. I've got long COVID. We all have to be the only nice. symptom is it means I have to whinge all the time. We all have to respect people who work at the shops <laughs> because yeah, this tiny little bloody... virus was a ran a month. Although you know, you know what the annoying thing about this tiny little virus is. What's that? I'd love a paper menu, <laughs> or I'd like to order my beer at the bar. I'm a boomer with that. I I don't want to just tap my QR yeah. code. Although I will say this. Incredible revolutions in under 18s being able to order a drink at Felons. Well, that's how Drew, like, ba- Drew Barrymore 16... did it. That's why she released the yeah, virus. <laughs> she was like, hang on. She's like, finally. Oh, I can use an iPad, but I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> Let's work something out here. Uh, uh, I'll say this as well. Uh, we were uh, at the radio station doing a bit of a like fundraiser thing. Oh, yeah. And we were having a conversation about like cash or maybe we use QR codes so people can donate on their phones. And there was a very, very brief moment because a lot of our listeners trend older, sort of like that older, yeah, yeah, 40 yeah. to mid-50s range. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, there was a very brief moment where we go, oh, older listeners, people, tradies, truck drivers pulling up, are they going to be comfortable using a QR code? Before we all laughed and were like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, of course we are. Every yeah, single yeah. person the, knows how to use a QR code yeah. now. Two and a half years. Yeah, no, that's very true. Unless our listeners aren't vaccinated. So, who knows? No. And and we, we, you know, we get all sorts here at Except all sorts here at Unpacking Brisbane 5. Yep. Uh, uh, and quick housekeeping. Yeah, mate. Only got one item on the agenda. Yep. Mangroves at Lefties. That's it. Brisbane, Battle of Brisbane Anniversary, 26th November. It's going to be a great gig. We've got the set list teed up. Mm-hmm. Some old hits, some new hits. Uh, hits as big as your head. Blues supporting. Yeah, we've, with uh, Blue. we've announced that now. They're great. We've we've wanted to play f- with them for a long time. Have we never uh, been? Have we never played with them? No, and we've asked like like we've tried to tee it up almost so every many time. But you know they're they're a superb band. Mm. It's going to be us and them at Lefties. No other support as well. So none of this you know sludging through four bands to see the one you want to see. <laughs> uh, just them, then us. Awesome. Just the way we like it. And an exclusive after party across the road. Yeah. We will announce the actual venue Ooh. next week. Okay. Sounds good. No, let's announce it now. Yeah, stop it. By the time this episode's out, it'll be out. Announce it, Hen. Where's the after party? A place Joe and I know and love. The site of the first ever live episode of this podcast, uh, Good Chat Comedy Club. are going to be hosting an exclusive after party yes. for the Mangroves only. It'll kick off straight after the gig. Jake from Good Chat has very kindly agreed to let us use the the downstairs venue area of the uh, the comedy club the the what what was once called the Fritz and Bunker which was once the Fritz and Bunker God I had some of the great yeah. Wednesday nights at the Fritz and Bunker I know so we'll we'll be across the road downstairs at Fritz and Burger in the club mm. and uh, you know if you buy a Mangroves ticket only fourteen bucks mm. free entry to the after party uh, where the DJs will be our very own mm. Hamish Litster. AKA Chicken Crimpy. Chicken Crimpy. Or crimpy Chickens, rather. We'll be kicking off, you know, mm. not even kick, kicking off the silly season and ending the year with a beautiful event at Lefty. So get your tickets now. We'll have the link in, in all sorts of bios. 
and we hopefully will see you there. Joe, we should briefly mention on 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 the mangroves something very amusing that happened recently. In and you might have seen this on our socials, but the Victorian oh, yes. Liberal Party did something where yes. and this has been done a fair bit in in Mark. Uh, I hate this type of it's, meme. It's, but... it's a meme. It's also like a little marketing gimmick, and I think it was at its heyday at least a year and a half ago. Like, the Victorian Liberals, like most things with the oh, Liberals, are two, two very behind yeah. on their thinking with this one, uh, as they are with most mm-hmm. issues, being a bad party. But they basically said sure. uh, they made, like, a Spotify playlist where the song titles spell out a message. I might, annoyingly, my phone is not uh, immediately available, but... No, I'll bring it up. So, So, do people get what we mean where it's like... My playlist for exams, and the first song is like "Hello" by Adele, and the next song is "I Want" yeah. by One Direction. I've got the next it. Song is like I've got to it "Kill here, Myself" by Jason Derulo. That sort of thing. Yeah. So the playlist yeah. name that the Victorian Liberals have made ahead of their election in a couple of weeks is called "Put Labor Last," and the songs. The first song is "Keep an Eye on Dan" by ABBA, and then it goes on to "Keep an Eye on Dan." He could be trouble. He's got no love for fixing hospitals. Put Labor last on 26 November. Now, the final song in the playlist, 26 <laughs> November, is our 26 November, yes. the Mangroves. Now, So you're saying the Liberal Party of Victoria has co-opted us into their advertising yeah. with no permission granted. So... First thing that needs to be said is no permission granted. Ridiculous. I don't know how Spotify can really police this because I don't imagine their account is... I think this would just be a screenshot of the account of uh, a I've staffer. Looked, I've, yeah, I've looked it up. There's no Spotify account for Victoria Liberals. So it's not official. But it is being used no. in what I would say is advertising. We do not endorse the Victorian Liberal Party. Absolutely. I'm not no. as across... In fact, I'm going to say we... We openly disendorse. We disendorse. Them. And I think we need to make some sort of, maybe by the time you're listening to this, we will have made a bit more hay about this uh, and tried to get picked up by oh, quite, quite a bit of hay, your pedestrian yeah. TVs. Oh, mate, call me a horse because I'm going to make some hay. Not that they make hay. <laughs> that would be good. If a horse no, could make hay, that horse would be oh, that, well fed. They would be the most popular horse, that horse would be, in the stable. Mate, that horse would be bloody one of the more popular like the entrepreneurs. Uh, but, <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. So we, um, but... So, uh, disendorse them. And from what I, I don't have the firmest grasp on uh, the politics of Victoria, but from what I understand, the, the Liberal Party down there is uniquely bad. And yes, yes, I think I've heard that. The right. bloke they're running in this election is called Matthew Guy. Matthew Guy. It's like they found a person <laughs> and were like, oh, is he like a normal human person? And they're like, well, I don't know. His name's Matthew Guy. Matthew Guy it must be. Yeah, we just need a sort of like Matthew, you know, just like a some guy. Sort of and they're like, oh, no, I know just very, the Yeah, just like get like some sort of Matthew <laughs> guy. And then he was looking at that. And they're like, yeah, we got him. Like, we checked, we sure? checked the phone book. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on board. He Matthew. seems like a dunce. And they all are. And they've all got, yeah. and half their MPs are running around. I don't know. They sound ridiculous. Dan's obviously going to sweep to power. And this is some sort of lutch just yeah. effort to use the mangroves. But yeah, no permission to use the song disendorse them, and also, if they'd taken a moment to listen to the song, they would learn that it is not well suited to Victoria because not only is it by a Brisbane band where every song is about Brisbane, that song is about the Battle of Brisbane, which is about rising up against fascist rule in a city. If anything, it's a song for the worker, in a way. I don't know, is it? 
Yeah, not really. <laughs> well, it's sort of about the Ameri- the Americans yeah, were it's, suffocating it's, yeah, elements it's of about, freedom. It's about the good blokes. Uh, and and Matthew... Oh, just get a Matthew guy. Get a Matthew He's guy. He's not necessarily part of that crew. No. And also, just listen to it. Like, it's a song about Brisbane, capital of Queensland, a state where liberals haven't yeah, had rule for election? a decade. Of nearly. Well, just, you know, we famously all listen to the other song that says, fuck Melbourne. Yeah. In the tune, What's Better Than Brisbane. Anyway, so it's been it's been a Very busy funny. time. Very uh, funny with when, we, when it came to our attention. With our PR staff trying to deal with that. Yeah. They've been snowed under, mate. We are not on them. endorsing the party. Like when the Republicans used Born in the USA and Bruce Springsteen yes. had to come out and be like, oi, piss off. It's a bit like that. Mm. We are having our Bruce Springsteen moment, and it's a bit awesome. Uh, Mate, quickly, shall we do... Well, mate, have you got Instagram? Can we look at the poll? I think the poll, last time I looked, Brisbane's tidbits and Brisbane bites were tied. Mm. So this is our new segment, everyone. This is our little sort of Brisbane update segment. Mate, I looked and they were tied, and then I cast what I, at the time, thought was the deciding vote. In favour of Brisbane's tidbits, but I'll bring it up. Well, let's call, let's just do that. Brisbane's tidbits is what we're calling it, which I like too, and I voted for. Yeah, it's Brisbane's tidbits. Right, we're calling it Brisbane's. If tidbits. we need more votes, we'll vote for it ourselves. Get the Mangroves and Caxton Street Cricket Club to yeah, vote for it. We'll too. use all. It's oh, democratic, I swear. God, the Caxton Street Cricket Club account has been quiet, probably by virtue of the <laughs> fact been, we don't it's live been quiet. at that house it's anymore. It's been quiet. But it's liked every photo Unpacking Brisbane, the Mangroves, <laughs> or me have posted for the last two years. So it's done. Uh, it's still active. It's an active observer. Uh, oh, well, let's do Brisbane's tidbits. This is where we get three bits of news from Brisbane. We keep it quick. Uh, hello, sport, mate. Colleagues of ours in the podcasting world. I was listening to them mm. today and they were debating the Eagle Rock and where it sort of came from. Yeah. And because there were some, they were saying there are people in the world who think it's a manly sea eagles tradition. And they were like, that's not true. Yes, it goes beyond that. that. Yes, that sort of has garnered in yeah. classic New South Wales thinking. That's so dumb. And then they, their producer was like, and then they're like, no, nah, I think it's not, it's not manly. I don't know where that came from. It's a Sydney uni thing. And then they were like, oh, wait, let's. And their producer was like, apparently it was invented at the University of Queensland. Now, that's something we've observed yeah. on our show in the past. But I just wanted to remind people that UQ is credited online as inventing the take your pants off during Eagle yeah. Rock tradition, My, as noted on one of the country's biggest I've podcasts heard, this week. I've heard it's uh, Johns at UQ yeah. was responsible for it. There That's uh, back in you know, late 70s, early 80s. That's what I hear. Um, good on them. Tidbit number two, uh, Brisbane Airport is thinking of adding a third terminal to keep up with future demand. Uh, They recently added, I want to say, a second runway, Mm. and this is a third terminal. Uh, And true to form, the whinges about flight noise kick off now. Now, Henry, the people who whinge about flight noise and the people who whinge about the cost of flights and, oh, no, my flight was delayed or, oh, no, my flight was cancelled, perfect Venn diagram. If you want Brisbane to be more accessible to the outside world and have more flights and I can go to Sydney for Buddy Franklin's thousandth goal <laughs> or Ned finishing his fucking race. Oh, Ned ran then, a bit. Then, if you want that, then you're going to have to cop a little bit more of aircraft noise. Agree. And that's that. And that's that. That's, and that's the tip. You can't well, have the Olympics. You can't have the Olympics yeah. and keep the airport as it is. Also, I've spent a bit of time in the Brisbane airport. 
the food options leave a lot to be desired. Oh, we could we could do with it. We could just do with a facelift. Want a whack comes of, in the form of here's one. Want a whack of Guzman in there? Anyone? We've got the Olympics. Oh, I reckon a few of those. I reckon the Dutch European handball team are probably going to want a burrito. <laughs> sort it out. You got ten years. Uh, yeah, I would exactly, say as well, exactly. yes, agree. The people who complain about flight noise probably drink beer with a straw. Third and final tidbit <laughs> is Brisbane's Broncos' former coach who had, I'm not going to say one of the worst stints at the coaching job ever. I'm going to go further and say one of the worst stints at a job ever. Find me someone who had a and worse time one in of the worst. a job, any. Or someone who had a worse time in Brisbane yeah. across a two-year period. So like, find me someone who who disliked and was less accepted by the people of Brisbane more. People did not get around him. You know if you have to hire a Jason Bourne-style cyber spy, things haven't gone that well for you. Anthony Seabold is now the head coach at Manly. We don't have much to add. We're not an NRL podcast, but it's kind of hilarious that this man... Did, did Did you just listen to Hello Sport? (laughs) <laughs> to get all the ideas for Brisbane's tidbits today. I've not plagiarised Hello Sport. Yes, both the manly thing and the Eagle Rock is okay. from that. The episode of Hello Sport <laughs> I listened to today was all about co-host Ed's wedding. They didn't even get to sport where I paused it, firstly. <laughs> Secondly, they didn't talk about the Brisbane airport having a Guzman, mate. Original content no, from yeah, us. Yeah, We're still yeah, leading yeah. the podcasting world. One, one, th- one third original. What do you think of the Seabolt thing? It's no, pretty good. insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think they're playing each other in round ten, and it's I reckon magic he's going to just. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, he's going to hate being back in Brisbane. He's going to cry. It's going to be quite crazy. He's literally going to hate it. But I guess so uh, people fail upwards if they're good at making little video content and powerpoints. Anyway, mate, shall we talk about yes. Gordon Park? Let's do it. Wikipedia, and Wikipedia wig out. Uh, first question, population of Gordon Park. Now, we know it's a tiny suburb geographically, mm. but we know it's mainly houses. Yeah. We, so, mm. what is it? Yeah, we think it's, we, we, according to, which we'll get into, according to most of the internet, it is the smallest suburb in Brisbane. Just monumental, which we didn't mention at the top of the episode because we're too busy talking no, no. about how American TV shows market their seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was important too. Yeah. That, that matter. We're really a uh, we're really a content adjacent suburb at this point. Uh, podcast, <laughs> even. Um, whatever. I, we are a suburb. We are a suburb, and I've slept so little. Uh, let's think about it, man. Is it like two thousand one hundred? No, it's four thousand two hundred thirty-one. That's heaps. solid. Solid mid-size in terms of population, but it's um, so tiny. And we'll get to this. Now, whilst it's geographically small, like I knew people who lived in Gordon Park growing up. Like, like I don't think it's. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll expand on this, but I think in terms of physical size v impact, uh, once again, it's like the COVID nineteen virus. But yeah, but in general, uh, it's got a better ratio of physical size v impact than like a Barton. Totally true. And man, which is the if you thought that just because it was tiny that they follow all the rules, think again, because get this, mate, Gordon Park is located 7.8 kilometres from the Brisbane CBD. It's bordered by Kedron Brook uh, to the east and the south. It's got bike paths, walking tracks, and a large off-leash dog park. So for all you yuppies walking around with rope around your puppies' necks like it's some sort of sexual kink, for all you Michael Hutchins dogs yeah. out there, that ain't yep. the story in Gordon Park, baby. They yep. are off the leash and off the friggin' rails, you psycho sex pests. Yeah. Now, Hen, have you ever been to the Kedron Brook dog off-leash area with your dog? I'm too scared. 
It's my dogs are my dogs are very much. It's leash some dogs. of the most fun I've ever had. It is absolutely incredible because the, the dogs do- just the have leash. such freedom. Dog off leash area. They have such freedom. Uh, like we're not talking a little punsy little fenced in dog park. We are talking like easily a kilometer each way of off leash. In fact, longer. Like it's basically just. So one side of Kedron Brook is paved with bike paths and the other side has no footpaths, no paving, and it's just dogs go absolutely nuts and it is so much fun. Do they go wacko? Oh, mate, but it'd be dangerous to walk in there with like a vest of schmackos. It'd be like having a bomb strapped to yourself or something. I mean, if you walk into the off-leash area at the Gordon Park Dog Park with a schmacko in your pocket, you're asking to die. Yep, yep. And and you're that gonna get dog what's coming is going to gonna you, go and, and wacko fine. all over your face. Exactly. Exactly. That dog um, will go wacko. But yeah. Uh, the dog will go uff, uff. But it's um, interesting that dogs there sort of just seem to follow right. their own set of rules. Um, also, Kedron Brook got absolutely Would smashed. Would you say, and I don't want to put funny words. That they say there's bike paths because there are. Yeah, it got smashed. Yeah, it got smashed. They're not anymore. Unless your bike is a boat. Like an av. Like an avo for breakfast. Unless your, like, unless your bike is a boat, uh, would you say that this dog off leash area is the Bergheim for dogs? Uh yes. And that it's just so a travity. In that, yeah. Well, in that sense, it's more like the the Kit Kat Club, which I believe is the more depraved of the Berlin and more than Bergheim. So yes. Well, the Kit Kat Club's a sex club, whereas Bergheim, I know that it's in theory not. There's Otherwise, nothing. I don't know. Which is weird because there's nothing to pray. I don't know. Have you looked at me, mate? I'm not. I'm not getting into Bergheim. I'm not. I'm not no. getting in there. I'm taking one no. look and saying, "Go, Kit Kat, go home mate. and do your podcast." Kit Kat. I, I love Kit Kats. I eat. I eat a Kit but Kat at least once a day. That's a huge. Maybe more like five times a week. Five. That's times still a week. massive. That's still a lot of Kit Kat. Yeah, I love, I love Kit Kats. You have them. five Kit Kats a cheap. week. Yeah, easily. Yeah, they are cheap. They're delicious. Yeah, fair enough. Like 200 calories as I well. Like, like they're pretty, like, good. I Keeping like in mind, I'm not a big culture, snacker. So. So I'm not a big snacker, so that's sort of my snack. Like, whereas other people will be like, I'll have, like, this bit of popcorn, I'll have, like, this apple, and I'll have this and this and this. I'll just have a Kit Kat, and it's phenomenal. I was going to say, I think health and wellness culture has ruined the routine chocolate. I have such vivid memories of my mum getting a can of Diet Coke and a chockey, like, fairly close to daily. And that was like, of course, you're a person. Now that's she would never do that now. It's funny that the Kit Kat Club is the most depraved club in Berlin because there's nothing depraved Mm. about a Kit Kat. It's a very ordered chocolate. Mm. It's too bad. I think that's what I like about it. There's nothing... There's nothing. It's you not like, like now, I Whereas love, a picnic I love is a marvel- fucking insane. Well, even more insane, Henry. I love a marvellous creations, but you'll never get oh. one where all the squares are in the same place. Like, they're all over the shop. Uh, it's frightening. Marvellous creations is a psycho chocolate. Yeah, but it's delicious, though. It is good, though. It's it is deliciously good. It's, uh, it's uh, what else, you can what else should we talk about? Uh, Gordon Park, according to Wikipedia, features several cafes, and that's the end of the sentence. Um, now, Henry, there's a sentence in this that just says it features several cafes. Now, uh, uh, there's a business in Gordon Park called Cocoa and Cream, and I may have given it given the go, uh, 
the game away by including it here. What business do you think Cocoa and Cream is involved in? Is it a cafe? No, it's a tanning salon. Oh, yeah. But I've driven past it for years and years and years, going to and from Wilston. It is marketed from the outside exactly like a cafe. It's got this cute little dainty cafe logo. I'm pretty sure it has outside seats, which is weird for a tanning salon. And it was only really recently when I looked inside and I was like, that's not, that's not a cafe machine. That's like bottles of Bondi Sands and stuff. Like cocoa and cream does kind of make sense for a tanning salon, but it also makes sense for like cute, oh, we do like mainly desserts and coffee style cafe. Is it? A tanning salon with outdoor seats in that they are like, welcome to Cocoa Cream. You want a tan? Yeah. Go sit out there for a bit. Go bit, bit of vitamin D. Free tan. No worries. Sit out there for a Running few hours. Running a tanning salon, tan. offering, offering a free tan promotion. It's just an outside a, seat. A free tanning. Yeah, I'm going to run tan. a free tanning salon in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Come over. I think, um, what are you doing today? Oh, I think me and a few mates are just going to go to the tanning salon down at the beach. Oh, yeah. Towels down. You know. Not gonna, well, oh, we're charging. We're charging for it. We're charging. But there's nothing healthy about a tan. Uh, over 37% no. of households in this area consist of couples with children. 40% are couples without children. And 18% are single parent families. Now, that doesn't add up to 100. No. Who's the remaining 5%? Mm. By elimination... I assume it's children living by themselves, mm. making a, making up a shocking proportion of Gordon Park. I think this is clearly where the Jimmy Neutron movie is set. Yeah, that's why it's it's a house of undercover agents from Cherub, <laughs> and there's there's two there's two hundred of them in Gordon Park. James, James is you've been recruited cocaine. <laughs> You've been recruited to Cherub. You're 11 and you've had sex with more girls than most of us will in our lives. And most of us will at age 26 while working on a radio show. <laughs> well, yeah, James, you've done well, but we've recruited you to Cherub and we're sending you straight to Gordon Park. Try not to do too those many... Dogs, those dogs are going <laughs> fucking nuts at the off-leash and we need You'll to go You'll infiltrate the off-leash area, James. We're going to have to have you pretend to be a <laughs> dog, man. Try not to do it. Try not to have too much sex in bathtubs while you're there. That's what Mad Dogs <laughs> is about. It's the off-leash area. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Gordon actually Park. set in Gordon Park. That's, I mean, Divine yeah, Madness they're is mad dogs. They're not off-leashes. Divine yeah. Madness is set in Brisbane. We should do an episode on that yeah, soon. We'll just... Would it be yeah. too much to ask yeah, for good. the time dedication we give to this podcast to ask us both to i feel like if we put an afternoon aside we could both reread divine madness yeah let's do it i think that's a great goal maybe okay. we could do an intermittent intermittent special episodes on like books set in brisbane that's a good idea like just like a little, little 20 minute bonus zigzag street yeah. but yeah but like yeah like divine Matt, the dream is books that don't obviously seem like they're set in brisbane like i don't want no, to do it can't be like the universe. history of brisbane yeah, yeah, it can't. Yeah, it can't be that. Can't be that. <laughs> um, but but it can be divine. It can be divine madness. Um, so, in terms of Gordon Park history, the Turbul clan were occupied the northern side of the Brisbane River, and this clan was often referred to by the white colonisers as the Duke of York's clan. Shit name. So, do we know why? All right, moving on. get into that. Interesting. Whatever. 
1858, this is some interesting history, two Aborigines, uh, Delinkua and Dalpi from the Breakfast Creek area, wrote letters to the Morton Bay Courier protest, protesting about the treatment their people received at the hands of the white settlers. So that was in 1858. So uh, quite a um, that would have been quite a bold, heroic move at that time to write to yeah, the Morton wow. Bay Courier. Writing in. Very, very confronting know. to think that the time of like normal journalism, like write in about flight paths in your area that's annoying, coexisted mm. with like the worst uh, colonial impulses. Apparently, the reason uh, the Duke of York clan was called that is because the leader of the Turbal clan uh, was called, and I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, but Daki Yaka. Uh, like his name was something that uh, was butchered to white ears as Duke of York. Oh God, that is so far removed from. I know it's very. It's a little bit factual name. The these yeah. whites were. Uh, but but Hen, why was it why was it called Gordon Park? I'd love to tell you now in loud Joe. Nice. The suburb was named Buddy. after General Gordon, who was the hero of the eight month siege of Khartoum in the Sudan in the late nineteenth century. So General I Gordon I think that's Khartoum. Khartoum. There you go. Uh, Looney Tunes is my favorite cartoon. Uh, <laughs> an American dad. The <laughs> General Gordon so he basically is a hero of an eight-month siege, and then most of the streets in the suburb relate to General Gordon, the armies he served with, and their sphere of operation. For example, Gordon Street, Khartoum Street, and Baker Street. So it's actually quite a historic ah. suburb, all based around the adventures of General Gordon. Now, here is what I think, mate. Do you reckon this was an eight-month siege of Khartoum? Do you reckon around wow. six or seven months when General Gordon was clearly getting some momentum going and thinking, I could be the hero of this eight-month siege. Do you reckon around the six-month mark he was thinking he might get something better than the smaller suburb in Brisbane? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it does seem like a pretty epic siege, given you can get a suburb named after you if you were just like the one engineer in Queensland in 1812. So I mm. feel for him. Most um, of the other suburbs are named by people who were there because they were like, have one. He gets the tiniest one and he did an eight-month siege. If you had uh, sex it's, it reminds at the beginning me sort of that of siege, Hamilton. you're one month away from the baby being born. Yeah. And then that's, that's, a, that's a long siege. Sort of shades of, uh, you know, Claremont Street, they renamed it after him. The Mercer legacy is complete. Uh, mm. All you have to do is die from Hamilton. I'm sort of getting, getting a General mm. Mercer vibe from oh. uh, General Gordon here. General uh, Mercer. And all he had to do was die. That's a lot less work. We got to give it a try. Oh, great work, <laughs> Hamilton. In the numbers on this episode are going to go right. Right, they're going to go skyrocketing. All right, last one, and I love it. On 11 August 1975, Gordon Park ceased to be a separate suburb. However, residents lobbied against this decision, and on 18 December 92, Gordon Park was reinstated as a suburb. Civic pride, Henry. They believed in their suburb, and they fought back. 17 years later, they were gazetted again. Do you reckon if Grange, the suburb you grew up in, if yeah. it was not to be a suburb, would you riot and protest? Like, would that bother you? Highly, highly depends on the suburb it was for formed into. If yeah. Grange became part of Wilston, that's totally fine. That's sort of loosely what I identify with anyway. If it became part of Windsor, I'd riot. I'd, I'd yeah. I'd burn a, I'd burn the bridge and I'd 
build bridges and I'd burn them. Um, yeah, I'd be furious about it, actually. I mean, part of it has to be a land value thing. Like, Gordon Park is a pretty nice suburb. Like, the houses there are gorgeous. Um, and I suspect they folded it into Kedron, which, whilst also being a beautiful suburb, uh, is probably a little bit... It's just bigger. Like, it's a little bit less special. Mm. I, I'm coming around to... I think Rosalie should be called Rosalie. I think they should be allowed to call it that. That should be a suburb. Yeah. And it's what we, it's what we call I'm it. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, because it's a rash of suburb pride. Obviously, we feel pride about our city and our city. state and yes. our country and indeed our world when it comes to that like, do you feel any great, sport. Do you feel any great loyalty? If, if Balimba was simply merged into Hawthorne, surely that's fine. I, yeah, I don't know if I do feel that pride for my suburb. I definitely get defensive of it when provoked and... But yeah. I don't know if, yeah, it's interesting. Now, if it's we wanted to, to talk about pride in suburb, it's intriguing we haven't asked uh, anyone from Ashgrove for their no. opinion on this. I think we'd know the answer. <laughs> if, they dared, point, if they dared make Ashgrove, <laughs> imagine if they just called it oh. all the gap. Oh, my God. Oh. I actually I think mean, Ollie, Ollie would be over the Adrian <laughs> Schrinner would need to go into hiding. It would be. Oh, seriously, imagine. That would be. Calling it the gap. Troll. The town planners, who we've already shat on lots throughout the history of this podcast, would yeah. be strangely, would be, despite despite our interests in their interests actually being very aligned. I was going to say it's quite funny that you asked me, would you really care if your suburb was merged? And I was like, ah, eh, not really. We've sort of for two guys who've done well over a hundred episodes about suburbs, just both admitted we don't really care about them. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, no, I care. I care. I care. I, okay, there are okay. most suburb boundaries in Brisbane. If they were redrawn, I would be a bit annoyed about. Yeah, same. Like, like if like- they if they made the part, let's say the part of Red Hill where the Broncos training facilities are, if you look at it on a map, it should really be in Ashgrove, mm-hmm. but they call it you know Red Hill. I would be annoyed if they redrew the boundaries there. For example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. You know, well, Gordon would, Park would put on you to fight back. Uh, well mate, done. I yes. think we and talk so about now, con- contemporary. Yes, which we know so much about. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right, Hen. Contemporary Gordon Park. Right off the bat, it's tiny. Tiny. But Very does tiny mean it's unheard of? I took a little straw poll at work today, and oh. the South Sider I questioned had never heard of Gordon Park in their life. But then I spoke to a Northsider who absolutely knew about Gordon Park. Now, I ask you as a Southsider, Henry, had you heard of Gordon Park, let's say, like a year ago? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I would have. Great. Validating for it being a tiny suburb that punches above its weight. I wonder if it's a little bit like a like Tarragindi, for example, which is a suburb I'd always mm. heard of but could never really place on a map, like didn't really know anything about, but you do get a bit of brand recognition. I was always very. I was surprised when I saw that Gordon Park is. Oh, and we'll be honest, we worked backwards. I googled what is the smallest suburb in Brisbane because we wanted to do a oh, short right. episode tonight. Because it's. Yeah, um, but that hasn't come to pass because we spoke about no uh, not American at seasons at the beginning uh, and <laughs> stuff like that. But I looked it up, and when I saw it was Gordon Park, I was surprised that it was a suburb I'd heard of. I thought Brisbane's smallest suburb would be something way more obscure, but Gordon Park, I've yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I'm actually going to go out on a limb. I tend to think 
smaller suburbs in terms of size will generally trend to be more well-known. Because if you think about mm. all, like, the really random outer suburbs like uh, Warner, for example, like, they're all quite big because it's relatively vacant land, like, potentially newer developments and stuff. Like, you know, let me, let me throw a suburb buyer, Anstead. It's next to Pullen Vale and Belbowering. Um, nah. Borellan Point, you know, I haven't heard of that place. Uh, nah. Whereas Gordon Park, you know, small little punch above its weight. It's this sort of feisty, uh, is it Hezbollah? Who's the little chap? Yeah, he's the, he's the small meme man. Hezbollah is the terror group, right? Or just the... I think, the I think Hezbollah group. is the, the political group. Hezbollah is the little man. That's involved. I think Hezbollah is involved in something. He's something. Is it, is it Israel, Israel Palestine? Palestine. It might I think be Israel. Israel Palestine. And I think then Hezbollah Has- and Hamas Hezbollah are the political the... groups. Yes. yes. And then Hezbollah. And we don't yes, know that that little... is the little guy. I don't know if that little meme man who's been running around Australia isn't involved in the Israel-Palestine conflict. No, no, but... no, no, no. I, all I know is that he Could enjoys be. being in ads with Le- LeBron. It seems, or Shaq. No, he's he's with Shaq. Shaq. Shaq's big. But I mean, who isn't getting involved? There is no cred in having Shaq in your ad or interviewing Shaq because he's done absolutely everything. Find me a bigger media hall. The media's never getting at. Inspired, unemployed, doing a tight two minutes with him. It's like, yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, it's Shaq. Like, great, great, great girl, and she's doing so much good work. Um, seems like she's smashing it with the live music stuff, but like. Izzy Ivanetti interviewed Shaq. Like someone yeah. I know has interviewed Shaq. I know that's for what for what's lively the uh, the music page she she works with. But I was like, oh my god, great musician, Someone who Shaq. I have met socially is sitting down with Shaq. Now that's a credit to Izzy Ivanetti, but also Shaq is clearly not saying no to much. Oh yeah, I mean it's like like if we got Banksy for an interview, that would be insane because Banksy that would is be never. Insane. In public or interviewed, or Daft Punk, for example, you know mm. the people who seem really exclusive. Um, okay, so so we know Gordon Park is tiny. What do we reckon? And we might just eyeball this without looking it up or anything. What do you reckon the biggest suburb is? Or because I like, don't want an answer that is empirically verifiable, what do you reckon the biggest suburb is that isn't just like a lot of it is like. Uh, you know, a national park, or whatever. Like Samford, I'm not really including because so much of it is just like a massive have... mountain. Is is it gonna be like Edrin? Yeah, honestly, I think or like Kenmore. I mean, or... I go back to it. I go back to it. I think I Barden is enormous. Actually, you know what it might be. Barden, I want to say the gap goes for. Ages. Gap is big, bro. Like so much big. counts for the gap. gap now that's big. partly just because there's one main road through the gap. So to get to the end of the gap, like you've only got one choice. But the gap goes for it goes. yonks. It goes. Like it's pretty. It's pretty out of hand. The gap's got how mountains. far it goes. And it goes. Not mate. And the rest. And the well, we'll like, we'll answer that empirically at some other point. Um, you've said it's got yeah, a nice, now, some nice houses. Yeah, mate. Uh, Gordon Park. Breathtakingly good suburb. Um, I think my dad lived there in a share house in the early cool. 90s, 80s. Loved it. Had a great time. 
Um, I think because it's so small, it's imagine just if you took like four or five really good streets from a suburb and were like, that's that's it. That's the suburb now. Like it's just, yeah, it's fabulous. Um, don't really have that much more to say, but it's also sort of on a hill. So you get the uh, classic city uh-huh. views from some of those houses, which you'd enjoy. And when we talk about how small it is, it is less than 1.5 kilometres wide. Yeah, that is so, tiny. So you could walk from one end of the suburb to the other in what, five, ten minutes, ten? And it's not even impressive. Yeah, like it's not, oh, wow. Like, like if I walked from, you know, one end of Paddington to another, not just crossing into another suburb, but one end to another. That's quite. That's quite the task I've set for myself. You could run. You could run across the suburb in like eight minutes. Yeah. If and your friend was at the other end of Gordon Park, you would think, "Fuck, we live so close together. How good?" If you want to imagine that, just how small. Yeah, let's, let's just do it a different sm- way. Yeah, if you want to imagine just how small it is. Imagine 15, 15 football fields. Football fields. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine. I know you're struggling to picture 30 it. 30 Olympic Imagine. swimming pools. <laughs> I do. I'm sure we've observed that be- this before, but it's so funny how that's thought of as an easy thing to imagine. I can't I imagine, imagine it at all. I but find it much on, easier to imagine a 1.5 kilometre suburb oh, kilometer than I distance. do 15 yeah, football yeah. fields lined up. If you were yeah, like, Henry, picture 1.5 kilometres, I find that easier. What are you getting? Oh, then the, the swimming pool. I'm just getting one end of uh, the northern end of Paddington to the bottom end. Are you trying to measure it? Would be, oh, okay. To be fair, 1.8 k's. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that long. Well, I don't not know what's huge, going on. Not a huge suburb. Not a huge suburb, that. No, no. Anyway. Uh, I don't have much uh, else to add. Last thing I wanted to say uh, is that there is still a general store slash milk bar thing going on there. Now, they are a dying breed in Brisbane, mm. but you know how much I love love a carvery, mm. love a general store. Mm. You know, give me give me that sort of bodega vibe, but in suburban Brisbane. I love that. Love it. All right. Let's ask the question. Let's. Does Gordon Park fuck? That's a tough one, Hen. I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes. I think it's refined. I think it's nice. I think it's small, but I think it's loving. I think I think it does fuck in a. I think it's a tender suburb. I really like it, and not least of which because the second most common country of birth in Gordon Park is New Zealand, a nation known for their romance and poetry. <laughs> Hey, do you wanna do you wanna maybe have sex with me? Want to have it? <laughs> what a what a silly accent! They're too polite to say Can you sex. Imagine, do you want to do it? <laughs> do you want to do they it? Just refuses that. Like, do you want to go back to? Oh, do you want to go back to mine and um maybe do it? Do you want to do it? I thought we could we could do it tonight. Yes, we've I been dating. Go we've been on we've been on ten dates now. Ten. <laughs> Hunt. We've been on socks dates. It's like, what do you what? say? Socks. We've been on socks dates. Don't have sex. No socks. No, no socks. You want me to do We've what? Oh. Dates. I mean, no, 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 no. socks. Oh, suck. Ah. No, let's just sit on my dick. You what? No, <laughs> you know, oh, my bilkenie. That's classic. <laughs> <laughs>
Bill. <laughs> I'm a Bill. Who's Bill? Who's Bill? There's Bill Coney coming. You found <laughs> oh, Coney. You found Coney 2012. Where was he? On the dick. Uh, on the dick. For that long. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Coney 2012 was on your duck. He's a duck. He's a duck. Oh. Coney, I thought he was a man. Oh. Now, I think we can establish New Zealand doesn't fuck. New Zealand should not but fuck. But Gordon Park probably. <laughs> Gordon Park probably. You're feeling, New, Zealand, New Zealand doesn't fuck, but it does dot. Dot. <laughs> does dot. You want to come back to my house and dot? They don't have sex. They dot. But they've been on suck states. They've been on suck states I and think they it's dot. time to dot. I dot. think it's time to dot. In my, in my head, it's spelled D-U-I-T, one word. Dot. Yeah. You want to dot. dot it? And then they come, and then they come to Brisbane, and they see Dutton Park, and they go, "Oh, that's pretty randy. Oh, that's, that's a pretty that's randy pretty name close for a suburb." Going it. <laughs> oh, that's Dut- Dut- Dutton Park. It's, it's like having sexing. No, drop lost the. You don't get that. I think it does fuck <laughs> because I think yeah, if it's great. a boy suburb, it's a one of those small kind of short man syndrome blokes who, yeah, sure. despite being pretty annoying and sometimes having real estate tendencies probably does mm. pull a fair bit at the certain right type of yep. bar, sixes and sevens. Yep. And I think if it's a female, it's one of those very short blondes who are a whole lot of fun. Probably work at Percival's. Short blondes who are a whole lot of fun. Happy to jump around and I reckon have a good time. Nice. That's good. That's good. That's, that's good par for you then. Now it's Gordon Park. Proud of you. A short blonde you, or man. a short dude with a real estate agent license. Certainly not tall. Certainly not tall. It's tiny. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Like mini-me. Oh. <laughs> hey, mini-me. In a week's time. I believe you had five Kit Kats a week. It's, it's not that much. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all we've got time for because I need to go stock up on... A certain snack for the rest of my week. There's a sale on. Joe's off to the buy vending five. machine in his bathroom. Get a, get a buy five. Get a bit more of fat free. <laughs> buy five. I'm gonna have some wait for free. Have some. You'll be looking like a big fat cat if you eat a Kit Kat. Uh, no, I don't think that'd do anything we're, to your body. Positive podcast. No, it's really, so it's 200 calories. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking inconsequential. Bloody fine. It's probably more calories yeah. in the fajitas I'm about to eat that I made myself. Oh, definitely. I'm starving. <laughs> I have no doubt. The question I'm is starving. if the fajitas will have good nutritional value to them, Hen. I've got a red onion. You're going to love it. Zucchini, capsicum. There's heaps yeah. going on. It's going to be it's great. Three, three things. Three things. Going I'm, getting, I'm getting, getting hungry just thinking about it. Yeah, mate. I think I'm... I think I might, against type, go to grilled. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Last year now. Oh, shocker. No, it is me. It is me free Monday, though. Me free Monday. And also, one, bro, you one. just finished You finished your uni exams. You can do whatever the hell you want. Mate, yeah. And famously, when you finish uni exams, they give you lots of money for takeaway food. <laughs> it's part of it. It's part of hex. It's hex. <laughs> it's really well appreciated. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a hex thing. Just put it on. The hex. hex thing. Do you want cheese on that? Oh, yeah, I- put it on my hex. <laughs> you heard about local matters uh, program? Well, thanks, yeah, everyone. me. I have a hundred thousand dollar debt. Can I take the bottle uh, cap? Thanks everyone for thanks. for joining us on um on the show where yeah we talk about doing it sometimes. Yeah, we but it's don't. also about the suburbs. It's, it might be PG rated, <laughs> but that's uh, don't listen with the kids because we've been out again. We might uh, have the accidental reference to doing it. 
<laughs> donut. Dut. Like a donut. <laughs> donut king. They're like, oh my god, the oh. king of donut. Must be a jock. Must have been very, Ferg very Berger cool has... in school. <laughs> donut king. He's the king of donut. The donut king. Oh, donut. Why they oh, pink? Wow. What are these pink little dinosaurs with icing on them? Is it? Is it an? Look, e- is it an? Ephra- donut. Is it an aphrodisiac? <laughs> if the dinosaurs had done it a bit more, they probably all wouldn't be dead. Well, uh, you got all you needed to hear about Gordon Park on today's episode, and we have absolutely no regrets uh, about the way we've conducted ourselves. And we will not say sorry to Jacinda Ardern. No. But she's done it. Next week, we'll be back with Divine Madness Unpacked. I'm not going to read it by next week. No, we'll be... Now nah, we'll be back with a suburb by next week. And uh, by the time this episode comes out, lefties will be about a week away. So grab your tickets. They're going fast, uh, but mm. big venue. So plenty of room for you there and at the after party, after party at Fritzenberger. So rock on. And if you are listening because you found us by virtue of wanting to uh, vote for the Liberal Party in the upcoming Victorian election, uh, feel free to not listen anymore. Absolutely. All right. Bye. See you, folks. Bye, I'm Pakistanis. Talk, talk, talk with me. Talking, 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 talking.